What is good, YouTube? Quinway Basketball Analysis coming to y'all with Rookie Analysis. We're going to talk about the top 11 rookies, and we're going to break them down of how their season has been. Today, we're going to start off with Walker Kessler. He's averaging 5 points on 4.9 rebounds. He also has played 15 minutes. He's shooting 71% from the field, 51% from the free throw line. 1.6 blocks per game. Just a solid rookie. Hasn't really disappointed. Was a part of that trade in Donovan Mitchell, I believe. And they just needed a big that uh, can do the simple things. He's a rookie, so you don't expect him to be an elite defender, elite scorer, elite playmaker. He's just a solid, tall, big guy that can really fill it up around the basket. Shooting a, a 71% is amazing. He's a legitimate 7'1", 245. He's only 21 years old, so that's good, too. Um, you expect him to get more minutes as the season come back um, forward. And you also expect him to do better as the season continues to go. You just want him to be a rim protector and a guy that can really um, – score within the basket, do a hook shot, a push shot every once in a while, and just protect the realm. That's all you really expect him to do. I feel like the five points, uh, four rebounds on screen loud, oh my God, it's an amazing rookie. You got to watch out for him. But that's very, very good within 21 minutes. So I think that, you know, you didn't really know what you was going to get out of him, but he showed that he can be a productive producer off that bench for the uh, Utah Jazz. So I like what I've seen out of him. Andrew Nehart, he just hit a game winner against um, the Los Angeles Lakers, so I know he's happy as a rookie. He's averaging 7 points, 2.3 rebounds, 3 assists per game. The Pacers have been the surprise team all year, relying on their young guys to win them games. They have been a playoff team for about two weeks, I believe. He's a legitimate 6'3", 191. He's 22 years old out of Gonzaga. He was the 31st pick in the second round. Just has been amazing. 21 minutes, 45% from the field. That's pretty good for a guard. That's kind of a combo guard type of guy. He's shooting 40% from three, which is above average. You want to shoot about 34 to 35%. He's shooting 40%, so he's definitely stroking that thing a lot better than what people thought coming into the NBA. You might want to see him get more attempts as the season goes on. He plays 16 games. He has started seven of them, and his numbers reflect that. He also has got 2.3 rebounds, 3.1, I mean 3.0 assists. He also averaging 0.8 steals per game, and that's pretty good for Andrew. I think he's a great rookie. I think he has a bright future. I expect him to get more minutes as the season continue to go on because they're going to need that. When you look at number nine, A.J. Griffin, 8.4 points, 2.0 rebounds, 0.2 assists. I love what I have seen out of him. He hasn't really got that many, many minutes because of DeAndre Hunter. He has been great. He's shooting 38% from three, also 45-plus percent from the field, 47% from the field. I love what I've seen out of him as a guy that can space the floor. He can get out in transition. He's long. He's athletic. He's really a beast. I really love what I have seen out of him as a player and what he has grown into. He wasn't a really a great shooter in high school or college, but he has been benefiting from playing with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They have been getting him open looks, and he's just been knocking them down, whether it's a cut to the basket, layups, and 
dunks or just stroking it from spot-up threes. He also has shot very well from the free throw line, above 80%. You got to love to see that. You have to love to see the fact that A.J. Griffin has played like a seasoned veteran, even though he's only a rookie. I thought that it would take some time for him to develop. I looked at him as a late lottery pick to a late first-round pick, and he ended up proving me right. And he's showing that he is really worth that pick because he's producing already. Been one of the best productive and one of the best rookies this year. Number eight, I have Jalen Duran. He has been one of the better rookies too. He's smaller than Walker Kessler. He's 6'10", 250, but he's bigger in size because he's 250 instead of 245. He also is a better shot blocker. He averaging one block a game. He also averaging seven rebounds per game in 20-some minutes. So that's pretty good for Jalen Duran. He's not shooting that well from the free throw line below 50%. He's also not getting a lot of steals, but he has been a great defender for a rookie. Not the best defender, not an all-NBA defender, not even close to that, but he's been good for a rookie. You'd like to see who's going to be their starting center in the future. They have a bunch of them on this team. You want them to make a decision. And Jalen Duran, he has to get his endurance, his endurance higher. He has to get used to playing the 82-game schedule. He has to get used to playing more minutes. He's only 19 years old, so it takes some time to get his body on the same page as him as an NBA player. But he has been very good so far as a young rookie. And I love what I have seen out of him for the Detroit Pistons. Jalen Williams is number seven. He's been amazing. 10 points coming off a career high. 27 points last night. He's a guy that reminds me a lot of Harden. A guy that can handle the ball, get to the basket, get layups left or right-handed. Can get a floater. Can get it, create his own shot can hit a mid-range jump shot. The only problem is he's shooting below average from three. If he can up his percentage from three, he can be a 12 to 15 point scorer. He's doing all this, 10 points per game, three rebounds, 2.6 assists, all without being able to shoot a three. And we know OKC can develop talent to a certain extent. And I feel like he has been one of the best rookies. I like his body, a legitimate 6'6", a good size, good handle, good athleticism, just a good kid, just a good motor, plays hard, defends solidly, just one of the best rookies. I think he can get on the all-rookie first team if he continues to play like this um, because he is a guard. Um, number six, I have Tor Tory Eason. He has been great, too. Um, I love what I have seen out of him. He has literally brought his game up to another level for the Houston Rockets. He has been a great guy that can hit a three, hit a mid-range, get out in transition. He's giving you 8.4 points per game, uh, 5.2 assists, and one, one assist per game has just been really great to me. Can hit the three, can hit the mid-range, can get layups, can get dunks, can play on and off the ball, just have been overall great for the NBA as a rookie and great for the Rockets. I love what I have seen out of him. Number five, I have Keegan Murray. He's averaging 10 points, 3.9 rebounds per game. Has really declined in play. He was having a better season. He's shooting 39% from the field, 31% from three, 86% from the free throw line, 3.9 rebounds, 2.1 personal fouls, 1.7 turnovers, 10.6 points per game within 28 minutes. You thought that he would shoot better, but he can turn it on. We've seen that earlier in this season, that he can score the ball more efficiently. He just has to get used to playing without the ball. 
um, a lot more. He did it a lot in college. It took him some time to get used to it in college. He has to get used to the range, the minutes, the length, the teammates. It takes time to get adjusted. It takes time to get used to your role, get used to what they need you to do. He can hit a mid-range. He can hit a three. He can get out in transition. He can make a layup. He can make a dunk. So he has the skills. He has the knowledge. He has the IQ that's needed and necessary to achieve these goals. He just needs to knock down these shots within the system, within those minutes that he plays. And I think that he definitely can do it. I know for sure that he can because he did it earlier this season. He's getting 28.6 minutes per game. So I know he definitely can get that job done. It's just about how is he going to get it done and how can he get it done. He's still going to be one of the best rookies this season, but it looks like he's going to be an all-rookie second teamer if he can't you know, get the efficiency back down pat like he did in college and like he did the first two weeks of October. Um, number four, Jabari Smith. Big Barry Smith been averaging 15 points, eight rebounds, and one assist per game within the last two weeks. Really has upped his efficiency in October. And, no, and, and since October, I really love what I have seen out of Jabari Smith. He has really um, kick-start getting it kicking. Um, he's really upped his efficiency too. But his inconsistency problems has been the reason why he can't move up the list. He's shooting 35% from the field. He has upped his three-point percentage to 34%, 85% from the free throw line. He's also averaging seven rebounds on the season, 1.0 blocks, 3.4 personal fouls is one of the worst things to see. 1.1 turnovers, 11.1 points per game. You got to love to see the growth, though. From November to October, he's averaging more field goal percentage, 32% from the field to 37%. 33% from three to 35%. He went down in free throw percentage, 88% to 83, but 6.4 rebounds to 7.4. And he's also averaging around the same amount of points, but the efficiency has been up. He's getting better shots. He's hitting the mid range better. He's hitting the three point shot better. He's getting to the basket better. He's getting easier opportunities, more comfortable shots, getting to his spots, getting to his shots. And that's just a confidence builder. Once you see a couple shots fall down, it just helps you feel more confident in your game and more confident within yourself. And that's something that I see in Jabari Smith. He's stroking it. He's taking his time. He's not rushing. He's really patient now. And he's not just throwing up threes at the top of the key early in the shot clock like he was earlier in October. He's getting more variety of shots. And the more variety he gets, hopefully he can continue to balance that out and not just be a one-dimensional player. He's not a guy that was known as a guy that can create his own shot and get his own shot. They have Jalen Green for that. They have Kevin Porter for that. They just need him to be that number two, number three guy that can hit a three, get out in transition, hit a mid-range, get a layup, get a dunk, get some mismatches and some switches, hit a fadeaway every once in a while, which he's capable of doing, and just get easy baskets, be a 15 to 20-point scorer the easy way, play off the ball, score on the ball when you have a mismatch or a height advantage and get buckets like he did in college. And if he can do that, his efficiency can continue to rise. Number three, I have Jaden Ivey. He had got injured, but he played 19 games. I love what I have seen out of Jaden Ivey. He has been a great rookie out of Purdue. I knew that he would be good in the draft, but his numbers and efficiency has went down. 
just because no K couldn't him. K made his job easier because he was able to handle the ball and get him layups and get him dunks and get him easy opportunities and transition. No K couldn't him means he has to be the guy driving those passes, driving those assists because he has the ball in his hands instead of K. His efficiency has dropped, but he's still shooting 42% from the field, 31% from three, 73% from the free throw line, 4.9 rebounds, 4.3 assists, one steal, 2.9 personal fouls, 2.6 turnovers, and he's averaging 16.2 points per game. When you look at his game log, he has played a little bit better slash worse depending on if K has played or not. And he's shooting 40% from the field and 30% from three just because he hasn't played more on ball than off ball. And he's actually shooting 75% from the free throw line instead of 69% which he shot in October, he's averaging more uh, rebounds, 5.3, and 4.6 assists has went up too, and he's averaging 16.5 points because of that. He's also averaging the steal. The more minutes, the more opportunity, the more ball in his hand, that means the more he has to make decisions, the more plays he has to make, means the more mistakes he's going to make, the more mistakes he's going to make, the more inefficient he's going to look. He's also averaging 2.3 turnovers in October. In November, he's averaging 2.8. So he has to get used to playing with the ball in his hands, has used to be used to being a primary decision maker. Maybe this is a gift and a curse. Maybe he can get more experience playing with the ball in his hands more, and that can help him play with Cade a lot better when he does decide to come back, whether if he has a surgery or not. The more Ivy has the ball in his hand as an NBA playmaker, the more that can help him grow because he is the point guard that is his job, that is his primary role, and we will see him become more better and more adapted at playing that role because he has more experience doing it with and without Cade. So I have him number three on my rookie year ladder because you look at the raw numbers, he is the third best rookie. When you look at this season, he might be able to climb up depending on inflation of his numbers, but he still has to score the ball efficiently, and he still has to play make a lot better when he comes back from his injuries. When you look at number two, I have Benedict Matherin. Benedict Matherin has been a great rookie um, out of um, Indiana. They have had a great season. They have become one of the playoff team surprises. He has lost some of his efficiency because of his minutes, but he's averaging 19.2 points per game, 43% um, from the field, 40% from three, 81% from the free throw line. He's also getting four rebounds, 1.5 assists, 1.9 personal fouls, 2.0 turnovers per game. I love what I have seen out of Benedict Matherin. He's only 6'6", 210, 20 years old out of Arizona. I love what I've seen about, uh, from him in college. When you look at his efficiency, it has went down a lot. 45% from the field to 42% in November, 42% from three in November. I mean, in October, so 38% in November, 86% from the free throw line in October to 78% from the free throw line in November. He also is getting less rebounds, 4.3 rebounds in October to 3.8 in November. He's getting less assists, 2.1 in October to 1.2 in November. He's also getting less um, steals, 2.5 steals to 1.5 steals. And he also getting less points. He averaged 20 points a game in October. He's only averaging 18.5 in November. I know he finished the November averaging 22, 21, 29, 23, and 22. But that's not going to cut it because you have to do it for the whole entire month. 
and he hasn't did it for the whole entire month. He's been number two slash number one the entire year, but I have to give the rookie of the year so far to Paolo Boncaro. He has played less games than all the other rookies in his top three, 15, minute, 15 games played, 15 games started, but he is playing 34 minutes. He's averaging 45% from the field, 27% from three, 73% from the free throw line, 6.8 rebounds and 3.6 assists, 2.3 personal fouls, 3.0 turnovers, and 22.7 points per game. But when you look at the fact that he's averaging 22 and 7 and also getting you four assists per game, that's just a ridiculous amount of, of numbers to average for any rookie. And you look at the fact that he's also getting 8.5 free throw attempts per game. Most rookies don't get that at all. And he's doing that without even being a center or even a power forward. He's really playing small forward slash power forward in the NBA. And when you look at his November numbers, he's shooting 47%. That's up from 43% in October. He's also shooting 29% from three in October. He's shooting 25% from three in November, but he's shooting 73% from the free throw line in both months. He averaged 7.6 rebounds per game in October. He's at 6.1 in, in November. He averaging 3.9 assists to 3.4 assists. He's also getting 2.3 personal fouls to 2.4, 2.6 personal fouls. He's getting more uh, personal fouls, less personal fouls in November 2.3 to 2.4. He's also getting more turnovers, 2.6 to 3.4 turnovers in November. But he's averaging 22.7 in October and 22.6 in November. It just show you the consistency that he has had as a rookie. He has been a rookie that has averaged 20 points in November and October, and he's doing it on high-volume attempts. He's scoring a bunch of baskets, but he's doing it on high-volume numbers. You want to shoot at least 45%. This month, he's shooting 47%, and he doesn't have the best floor spacing and the best shooters and the best scorers or the best playmakers on his team. If anything, he's the best scorer and the best playmaker on his team, and he should get credit for that. And that's why I'm just going to give him credit right out the gate. This guy can flat out play basketball. He's a bucket getter. He's hungry. He's trying to prove himself. Most rookies don't even get the chance to play 35 minutes per game. Most numbers aren't going to be able to be produced like they're being produced by Paulo Bancaro. He's only shooting 17 shots a game, getting 22 points because he's able to get to the free throw line so easy. He has a hook shot. He has the mid-ranger. He has a spin move. He has all the moves that he had in college. It's just more easier for him in the NBA just because he's playing with better talent so he doesn't have to worry about getting double teamed and trapped as much because they only cover him one-on-one. -on -one. And he's been one of the best one-on-one -on -one players since high school. He was one of the one-on-one -on -one best one-on-one -on -one players in college, and that was been able to translate. I knew he was one of the best NBA-ready rookies coming into the NBA, but he has exceeded my expectations coming into this season. I thought he'd be less efficient. I knew he wasn't going to be able to shoot the three because he's never been a great three-point shooter, but I knew he was going to be physical in the paint, and I knew he was going to be able to rebound because that's been his game from day one, and he still has that game, and he has an NBA body. And since he has an NBA body, I knew that that would translate. This man came into the league 6'10", 250, so he had the weight and the strength to be able to produce right away out the gate.
state and he's been able to do that so far so none of these things are surprising me besides the fact that he's able to score as much points as he's scoring from day one he usually take about two to three months for a rookie to really get ahead of steam and keep it going to end the month or the last couple months of the season, take some time to get adjusted and acclimated to the NBA. He's been ready to go from the gate from October to November. He has been the best rookie in the NBA from the jump. I feel like October was been a demactorin, but when you combine both October and November, he's been the most consistent rookie. He's been the most dominant rookie. He's been the best rookie. He just played less games. The only argument for Benedict Matherin is that he played efficient basketball and he's been playing just as good as Paulo, but just a little bit worse um, now since you combine November. But when you combine both of them and you combine the games played too, it favors Benedict a little bit. But when you apply, when you apply just the numbers and the way it's been, how hard and tough it has been for Paulo to get these buckets and how efficient he has been within these buckets and the fact that he's shooting average from the free throw line and just, just below average from three, his season has been the best rookie season um, that we have seen in a while. No rookie has come in and averaged over 20 points per game since like Blake Griffin and, and rookies like that. Even Zion did it, but he didn't play a lot of games. Joel Embiid did it. But he didn't play a lot of games. Even then, he didn't average 22 points per game. Paulo, the way he's scoring, he might average 23, 24 points per game as a rookie. The question still is, what's his ceiling? Can he just improve a little bit more from three? Because he's slow-footed. He's not a great defender. May never be a great three-point shooter. May never be a great defender. He's the guy that can pass and score the basketball and rebound. He's doing that now, but how much better can he get in the future? That was my only question for him as a rookie. Is he a sure thing? Is he a Carmelo? Can he only increase his scoring and that's it? If that's the case, he still can really help this team. He is what they really needed, and that's why he went number one, and I respect their decision, and it may have been the right decision, but his upside may be lower than a lot of guys on this list because once you look at the scoring and the rebound, it may only increase by a couple more points and a couple more rebounds. Is the three-point shot fixable? Is the defense fixable? Is the playmaking able to increase a little bit more? Those are the question marks for Paulo. Other than that, he can get you a bucket. He can score. He can post. He can literally do whatever he wants on the court sometimes, and he has been able to do it even against the best competition, which is the NBA, and that's why he's my Rookie of the Month for November and my Rookie of the Year so far when you combine October and November. He just got to stay healthy, too. They're utilizing him a lot. They're using him a lot, and that means he's going to get beat up and towed up along the way. You just hope some rookies miss some games, too, so it helps his argument. Jaden Ivey missing some time. Some other guys miss some time. Maybe that helps his argument as rookie of the year by the time the season is over. So this won't be a conversation between him and Benedict but just because of the games played. But other than that, the best rookie has been Paulo Bancaro, and he's my rookie of the month for November and my rookie of the year so far this season. Like, continue to like on Facebook. Click my link in the description to like on Facebook 
also check me follow me out on social media my social media be for instagram twitter and facebook you can click my channel you'll see i'm on a banner click the one you want to follow me on if you want to follow me outside of youtube like this video and share if you liked it and enjoyed it like and share that allows more people to check out the channel more people to find the channel more for this channel to grow also continue to show support i love hearing y'all comments i love the support i love the, the happiness y'all been saying love the videos Love the analysis. Keep doing your thing. You're doing a great job. Keep giving positive feedback because I think I am doing a great job. And it's good to hear that you guys feel the same way. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for liking. Thanks for enjoying. And I'll see you guys later with the rundown.